Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. If you're having a good day, I would just say, end it here. Let's save this one for tomorrow. No, I don't know. There <laughs> might be some entertainment value still in this episode. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying if your day's not already ruined by something else, like, why... Like, why, why relive the, the pain that was last night? You know? That's my opinion. Eh, for fun. We're still going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> We've got a lot of Do other things to fun. talk about besides Relive this game. Relive it for but, fun. Yeah. We have, uh, we have contract talk updates. we got three upcoming games that hopefully aren't this bad. We've got... Um, We've got, we've got some big energy coming from Lucas Dostal coming up a little bit later. And we got three things for what's quacking. So this game, you got three peanuts. Three things. I put one in there. What did you no, add? You add you you put two because I only. Oh right, I, one I, one. okay right. We, yeah, we got a we got a fan question, and then I had like the normal what's quacking stuff, and then you got some. Oh okay, you got something in here too. Yeah yeah, I do. I'm curious. I'm little, curious. Little discussion here. All so, right. Um, so before we, you, you know, inflict pain, mental pain on ourselves like we do pretty much every week here um how's your how's your week been so far nate uh it's been all right and it, uh, we were talking about this before the show it got topped off by uh ups today god that company sucks <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna throw that out there ups sucks it's brutal i'm so i was so I, i've talked before about like oh yeah I, I finally have you know my new computer coming in i'm not gonna hopefully have to hardwire my computer just to run this and i can do more and stuff like that it'll it'll be great so i've like i've been waiting on this computer now for two months and it was supposed to get delivered today pops up with uh, additional address details needed but nothing to go to or anything like that and no and one tried to contact you no no one could try to contact me that got updated at like 9 a.m local this morning so i was like okay well somebody will call me and kind of get it figured out so I'm waiting around at home because I'm expecting this package. And obviously, I don't want a ridiculously expensive computer just sitting outside. It's still like minus 20 Celsius outside. So obviously, you don't want that, right? Plus, uh, you because, know, pirates. Yeah, exactly. So and yeah, I'm not taking that chance with UBS and everything like that and and my, my brand new computer. So I'm waiting around and that kind of stuff. And eventually, I was like, okay, they, they got to call me. There's got to be some time. So I'm going to go and do my gym session. So I go, do it, still nothing. So I get home and I, uh, yeah, I, I, I contact customer service, talk to the guy there. And, uh, but as I'm doing that, I also saw, because I'm, I'm doing a trade in with this computer here too. Uh, see, the trade in package was supposed to get delivered on Friday, like last Friday, and had the same thing there as well. I never got an email about that that they needed any additional details or anything like that uh nor did they try to call me and then uh same thing for today with the actual computer itself so i call them I'm like hey this is what i'm seeing on my tracking uh i wasn't called or anything like that and there's there's no way to do anything here so i'm, I'm not really sure like what i'm supposed to do and the guy goes oh okay well we're uh, the uh, the address is incomplete. It looks like here we uh, we don't know what unit you're in. And I was like, it says in my like in my details, it says that it's like it's unit two, and then the rest of my address. Which is oh yeah, I'm not saying no, I'm not. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Just in uh, case someone wants a free computer out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, it, it, it's, it's unit two. It says it on there. It's two dash yada yada. And it goes, oh, okay, yeah, I see that right here. Okay, I'll, I'll update that. I'm like, okay. Um, there's also a second package that was supposed to get delivered on Friday, but that's showing the same thing. Uh, I'm not seeing a second package here. He goes, it's like, okay, the last four digits are supposed to be this. You can hear him typing in the background. Oh, yeah. Okay. I found that as well. Uh, yeah. Same thing. And I'll make sure to update this too. I was like, okay. Uh, he's like, yeah. So this is, this has been handled now. Uh, it'll get delivered to you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, so why wasn't I notified about this or anything like that? Cause say for the trade in box, right? I, I believe UBS's thing is like they'll hold it for like a week or a week and a half and then they'll return it to the sender. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I wasn't told about, you know, this Friday package. And it's Wednesday now. Um, I was like, why wasn't I like contacted, phone, email, whatever? And it was something to do with, uh, you know, like just an information privacy kind of thing. I was like, okay, uh, whatever. Um, can, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of close to the distribution center here in Lethbridge. I was like, would I just be able to go pick it up today instead of waiting for tomorrow? No, unfortunately, the only option is to wait until tomorrow. Like, all right, as long as both packages show up tomorrow on my doorstep when I'm home, like, as as long as that happens. Yes, sir. Yeah, they will show up. Like, all right, thank you for your help. So I said, they're not here. You're going to hear from me again tomorrow. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) like, I said to the guy, I'm like, I know it's not your fault specifically or anything like that, but it would really suck if something I was waiting for for two months got sent back because you guys didn't want to ask me to clarify a detail here. Yeah, so I I don't understand the the whole privacy reason. It's like, like I, we I have get an it issue a, with your order, but we can't contact you about it. Like, yeah, it, I, I get it to a point, but it's just like what? <laughs> yeah, like is is it not better for them to contact you than yeah? You have for my so, email, some random person to call in, and, like that pack- could be pretending to be you. You you have my email at least that you know it's sent it's sent like hey hey your your package is with us kind of thing, but like. Okay. <laughs> you you have my details. The reason for you to have my details is so that you can contact me in case there's anything going on. So otherwise, what's the point of having my, you know, my phone number, my email? There's no point for that otherwise. Just send my package to my house. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. If the, the only reason I go through UPS is when I don't have an option to go through anybody else. I would much rather honestly go through PureLater or FedEx or because we're in Canada, Canada Post, like uh, USPS for for the states. Mm-hmm. I I hate go- when stuff has to go through UPS. It sucks every time I have an issue. So <laughs> yeah. that's my glowing not recommendation of UPS <laughs> to the show. So besides that, Z- zero right. stars. <laughs> yeah. Besides that, though, uh, the rest of my week wasn't too bad. Just been kind of hanging out. My girlfriend uh, just left uh, yesterday to go back home for a few days, uh, just to visit her family Ooh. and stuff like that. I nice. stuck around in the bachelor not- life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, yeah, I just stuck around just because we're not sure of our school situation right now still. Our school's on strike. But just in case something changed, right, then I was here. So, mm-hmm. but that doesn't also... Miracles like do happen. happen either. <laughs> yeah, miracles happen, but not in Lethbridge. I can tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's about it for me. So, <laughs> nice. yeah, really the, the highlight of it was UPS not really doing their job. So... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> what about you? Have, you? have you had to deal with any bad couriers lately? <laughs> 
You know what? Actually, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It, it, it's please, actually not that bad. Please but. tell me it was UBS. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't, and it, it's not even oh. like really a big deal. But um, every so often, um, we order like those, like the food meal kit delivery services. Oh yeah. So I was waiting for one of those to arrive. It was supposed to be here yesterday, and that was my plan for dinner. I was I was just gonna cook one of those. Yeah. Uh, and. And they're normally really good. Like I've I've tried a couple yeah, different ones. Yeah, they are. Like, no like, issues. The trials and stuff like that. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is not an issue with the food delivery service, and I'm not gonna say their name because yeah. they're not paying us. So. Oh, I was just, sorry. I was just saying that as a side <laughs> thing. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like, those things are good. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Would would 100 recommend. Yeah. Um. So, normally <laughs> they get delivered between 8 a.m. 8 p.m. They, they yeah. come with ice packs, so everything stays cold. It's also yeah. like. The fridge temperature outside, so yeah, no it, issues. It, it, it's like freezer temperature outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, it, yeah, it's perfect. Not not totally concerned. No, if it's on the truck for ten hours or whatever. Um. So you, usually it gets here around noon. Yeah, ish, give or take a couple hours. Um, it's about seven o'clock, and, and there's no package, and I'm like, okay, what's what's Thumbs going up. on? Thumbs I check up. the info, and usually these packages come from Calgary, but. It was in Edmonton. What? That's the other way. That's the other <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> like, we're, we, we, like, we're south of Calgary. <laughs> you yeah. you got to drive north to do that. That's going the other way. <laughs> yeah. Like, any place in between, like Lethbridge and Calgary, fine. Fine by me. If it's there, sure. Maybe there was a breakdown and it's it's still just stuck on the tr- No, total opposite <laughs> direction. So I, I contacted the meal kit place because I was like, hey. And, and it also the tracking said, yeah, it's been delayed. It's going to be here Thursday. And I'm like, okay, I don't trust the ice packs that much. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I contacted them. They like, um, they gave me a credit for like the, the, uh, oh, there you go. The hassle, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ended up being here today instead. So, oh, perfect. Yeah. No issue. Not, not definitely not like you, where it's just like <laughs> total <laughs> obliviousness and, and like <laughs> just, not even able to you function got, you got as a, a postal delivery and you actually company. got your package on the day it was supposed to arrive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, not not an issue. Well, oh, not on man. the day it was supposed to arrive. It was supposed to be here yesterday. Or, oh, yeah, sorry. But, okay, yeah. so it's still a day late, but he at least got store credit out of it. D- yeah, day late, the, the meat was still frozen. So, like, Perfect. really not an issue. Yeah. yeah. I just got told, uh, sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I don't know. The courier just drove north instead of south. It happens, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, not as bad as you, but that's my Lethbridge uh, starts with an E. My difficulty. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely an E in there and, and a D, and um, it's I in mean, the right I, province, I mean, I there guess. is an E technically in Lethbridge, but it's the second letter. Yeah. There's there's no D for, for Edmonton, or for, for Lethbridge, I mean. Yeah, there is. Well, okay. D-R-I-D-G-E. Yeah, not, not after the E, but. Oh yeah, there. Oh my god, I can't spell apparently. <laughs> All right, I really don't want to talk about this game, but no, I really not. But it's let's let's get it out of the way. Let, let's just get into it. So this entire game, uh, by the way, if you missed it, eight uh, three Blackhawks over the Ducks. What the fuck? All right, enough said about that, and we're going to go to yeah. break. <laughs> I, no. pr- I promise you, though, 
I only have a couple of notes here. This will mm-hmm. I will be done with this conversation really quickly. I honestly I, I genuinely do not want to talk about this game for very long, but I yeah. definitely am going to probably <laughs> because it's me. Let's okay. be honest here. We started this about 13 minutes in by our timer. <laughs> so, so let's see where we're at here. Yeah. Let's All see right? how long so, Nate can talk about this. I the the notes that I have are purely about the first goal, and that's pretty that's almost all you have i have two other small things mm-hmm. but you can sum it mainly up by this first goal of the game it's a minute 38 into the first period bad pass into traffic trying to get into the zone by uh, cam fowler blackhawks take it and enter our zone both fowler and carrick are deciding to really play hard defense both go up uh to whoever the puck carrier was i honestly didn't even uh, notice who it was because all I saw was a streaking Dylan Strom wide open in the fucking slot again <laughs> for a tap in. Nobody around him. But I'm so glad there's three guys over in the corner, two guys on the puck alone. Yeah, that's that. You're right. That's that the sums last it up. Three weeks of us yeah. defensively. I don't think it works. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out yeah. there. I don't think that works. I, yeah, there's not a lot of evidence out there that it doesn't work, but we're leaning to the fact that whatever the fuck we're doing doesn't work. And then to add on top of it, just just the icing on the cake, right? Who's the one guy we've talked about a lot that we don't want to be talking about in this way since the All-Star break? I'm going to go with um, for... $1,000, please, uh, John Gibson. That is correct. And after the first goal, he already yeah. looks defeated. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He looked done already. And and honestly, can't even blame him for that one. No, I can't, yeah, I can't blame him. Yeah. But also, it's already in his head. The game is done. The game is yeah. literally done less than two minutes in. I Yeah, you look at the scoreboard. Oh, it's only one nothing. That's fine. You look at everything else on the ice, though. That game is done within the first two minutes. That mm. is dog shit, dude. That is horrible. Yeah. That is awful. That is a brutal team mentality. You got nothing from your coaching staff going whatsoever either. Mm-hmm. They're just all deadpan. Yeah. Did did Eakins even call a timeout in that first period? Not that I can recall. Yeah, because I missed the first period. I, yeah. I forgot he, the game was going might, on. He might and, have, but yeah. at, at that point, it was just like... Um, have you played Grand Theft Auto? Like Grand Theft Auto Five? Oh, a long time like ago. At some, but yeah, at some point, at okay. some point in my life, yes. So there, yeah. there was like the the side missions with Trevor, right? Where he just goes mm-hmm. on the rampages kind of thing. It's just like everything gets like a red filter over top of it and that sort of thing. Yeah, that was yeah. me watching that entire first period. <laughs> Five nothing after the first period. You know me; I normally will stick it out through games and stuff like that, right? Just mm-hmm. for for the sake of you know whether it's whether it's Anaheim, so I can talk about it. Whether it's uh, Calgary, whether it's international play. You know, normally we're pretty lucky. Canada's not normally getting their ass kicked or anything like that. But like, mm-hmm. I, I'm normally the guy who will stick through, watch games, right, and and do that. I straight up, I turned it off after the first period. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I turned it on for the last five minutes just so I could send out that last tweet. Mm-hmm. That thank, say like saying yeah. the score. That's literally it. Honestly, that thank was God abysmal. this. Thank God this game was in Chicago. Could you imagine the crowd if this game was in Anaheim? It'd have been horrible. Yeah, 
Like, I would feel bad for any... I, I, well, I feel bad if there was any Anaheim fans in Chicago. Yeah. Hello, Allie. Thank you for joining. Quack, quack to you, too. This is... We're, we're on a, a bit of a spot. rant here, but we've, we've got some... Uh, Got some things going on. Oh, yep. here we go. I turned the game off after the first period. I went to go see Batman instead. Hell Which, yeah. That was good. good. Choice. That was good. Awesome. Wait, okay. Uh, let's pencil that in for later because we okay. got to wrap up this game here. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Okay. Okay. So I'll add one more thing as well because it does connect to this first game. Uh, Dylan Strom getting a hat trick. Guy's got 15 goals now on the season. That's it. Mm-hmm. But I mean that's still pretty good. Don't get me wrong. And like he's yeah. like he, he is he is actually doing really well this season. I think he's got thirty points in forty. I'm trying to try just remember what I saw earlier today. He has like thirty points in forty five games. He's having a pretty good season, honestly. Yeah. The Chicago Blackhawks as a as a whole are crap. But there's a lot of players. Like we were talking about this last episode. There's a lot of players that are having really good seasons actually. Still, even though the team is not doing well as mm-hmm. a whole. Um, yeah, Dylan Strom on a night. Of course, on a night that the Chicago Blackhawks gave away. St. Patrick's Day hats gets a hat trick. Ah, that's what all the green hats were. I see. Yeah. Okay. So just raining hats. Dylan Strong gets three of eight goals. Is it? Sorry. For the Chicago Blackhawks. Pause for a second. Is, when, when's St. Patrick's Day? Did we miss it? Uh, no, no, no. It's the 17th. Oh, okay. Oh, sick. This was just like their closest home game or whatever? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, cool. I, um, I was like... <laughs> shocked when you said it was almost St. Patrick's Day. I yeah, didn't but like, so, okay, so there, there's the defensive aspect of it, all right? Mm-hmm. I got one more thing for the forwards. Okay. You know, you know I like my shot maps, right? You, yeah. You know I love my shot maps. It's oh, all, they, they, to me, they feel a, a lot for offense. Yeah, they show I'm a lot for looking offense, forward to this. <laughs> Take a look at this for a moment. Just, I'm just, oh. just going to, if this, okay, if you're listening to the podcast of this, Please just just for this moment, or just even this, you know. Honestly, even just go on moneypuck.com. That's where I get this from. Moneypuck.com, and search up like it's it's obviously the the Tuesday night game, Anaheim versus Chicago. Just go look at the shot at the shot map. That's all I want you to look at. All right. Um, or you can just take a take a look with us here on on YouTube. Um. I don't know about you, but uh, I think I remember talking about uh, how you need to shoot from good spots in order to have some legitimate chances here. So we're going to go full like ESPN, TSN. uh, Football normally does this a lot more where they like to take Mm -hmm. the marker and stuff like that. They draw on the. the Yeah, so we're we're going to we're going to go full that here. All right. I'm going to get out my handy pen. Uh, we're gonna start with the with the Blackhawks shots. All right, I'm gonna go from the start of the trapezoid up to the top of the faceoff circles here. So we're just gonna do a line like this. Oh boy, that's a, big a line, line across, line there, and I'm gonna bring it a little lower just so we have that full a full area. No, nice box. All right, take a look at that. Oh, it makes it a nice rectangle. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's, well that's pretty nice, right? Yeah, I, I see a lot of shots. Ooh. There too. I see a lot well, of shots. I see a lot of darkened yeah. circles. Meaning, uh, those were goals. Uh, I, I I see a lot of that there. You, you, you probably don't want that. I, I'm just I I moved it just a tiny bit because it was throwing me off that it was like not centered. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. Now we're, we're gonna do the same thing here on the other on the other side here for Anaheim. All right. We're gonna come across here and come down. I see six shots there. <sighs> I didn't realize you guys needed a fucking 
podcaster to tell you to get shots in the slot and not let them have that many. Yeah. And not tell you just once, but twice in the span of like a week. Mm-hmm. What is Dallas Eakins and the rest of the coaching staff doing? Honestly, what are they doing at this point? I I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I'm sure they got I, other I things no on idea. their plate. Don't get me wrong. Like I understand, like you know, no, coaching no, is, is, no, is no, hard. No, no, no. There's, a, there's no. a lot of things going on. <laughs> they I get they that. don't have other things on their plate. Their issue is to get this. Like their job is to make this team win. If this team's not winning, then what the fuck are they doing? Don't try and defend them. I, I know you're trying to be nice. Well, I'm no. We're over it. <laughs> I'm saying no. So, okay, sorry. Okay, just, just let me let me finish this okay. thought here. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I understand that you have other things on your plate, but this should be your priority. Yeah. This should be on a whiteboard. You got top three things that we need to work on. Let, let's just say this week or for the next two practices, right? I get the schedule is a little bit hectic, but it's hectic for everybody as well. That You can't really get the practice times in. Mm-hmm. And now you're on the start or yeah, you just had the start of a five game road trip now. Right. Mm-hmm. This maybe should have been figured out before that. Maybe this maybe should have been figured out a week ago. This maybe should have been figured out a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse for this anymore. This was horrible. All aspects of the ice. I didn't even look at how many shots the Ducks had because honestly, it doesn't even matter. None of them were quality whatsoever. Besides this one big one here uh, over on... The the Trevor Zegers goal. Yeah, the Trevor Zegers goal on Fleury's left-hand side. It's nice that we got, you know, the other two in there. But like, there's there's literally almost nothing there. Yeah, there's. How there's do you expect to, talk to win hockey games? <laughs> yeah, I. It's how do you expect to have a chance? How do you expect to have a chance? This was the Chicago Blackhawks, who are currently th- like third last in the Western Conference. You are sitting two spots outside of the wild card right now. I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, by the Nashville game, we'll have an idea of where this team is going to be. Right now, they're on the outside looking in. The next game is Nashville. Yeah. You had you had a great start of start of the season or that, but you've just completely imploded. Look to next year. Yeah. Because the, the, playing like this consistently at this point is not going to do anything for you. Not at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, also, I see Lauren's joined in on, on the chat as well. So welcome, Lauren. Um, but also, uh, another comment here from Ali I wanted to bring up. She says, it's sad because even if Stellaris started, I think this game would have still been abysmal. Maybe not as bad because of how much they feed off his energy, but still bad. And I 100% I, agree I, with I, that. I think, it's still, I think it would have been a, a better outcome, at least. Yeah, because yeah, that, it might not have been first, 8-3, that, but it, that, it, it, yeah. That first goal got into John Gibson's head right away. You could see Absolutely. it just in his body language, in his face, yeah. just on that quick close-up. Mm-hmm. I straight up watched that, and I like I said out loud, this game's done. Yeah. Not even two minutes in. That is bad. And again, I don't like to normally harp just on one guy, but man, John Gibson is not it right now. We've talked for what we've been doing this. This is our third season of the show, right? Normally, it's, yeah, you know what? 
like our it, it, it sucks that Gibson and we'll go Miller Stellars, right? That's those are the two backups that we've had during our time on the show. Um they always put their best foot forward. It's, it's not normally on them though, right? Mm-hmm. At this point it's it's it is on John Gibson to a point. Good He's point. not this yeah. elite American goaltender that we've been talking about for this last while. Something is going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's in his I, head, whether it's an injury that he's he's gone out of the lineup for a couple times this like last week and a half, two weeks. Whether it's a non-COVID illness or it's a upper body injury for a night. Leave him out for a bit. Let him rest. Mm-hmm. I talked about this at the start of the season. You have Stellars. He's a good goaltender. You can play him a little bit more. I think I see what you're laughing at. Yeah. I'm laughing at it too, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a little accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Ali's saying, Nate, every episode. I don't like to harp on one guy. Also, Nate, every episode. Man, John Gibson. <laughs> it's literally been Called just out. since the All-Star break. You know, yeah. I don't even care. That, that's that's appropriate. That's that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I have that self-awareness at least here. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like just since the all-star break, something has not been right. But yet Dallas Eakins and the rest of the coaching staff continue to throw in John Gibson. And when you have a goaltender that's whether it's injury, whether it's mental, is not quite where he should be. Mm-hmm. And then you have a defense in front that wants to half-ass defense. Honestly, the rest of that game just looked lazy to me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was lazy. It didn't look like they wanted to be out there. They had a, like there was no start to their game whatsoever. You're gonna have a bad time. Yeah. You are gonna have a bad time. <laughs> um, just because you brought up the defense, I wanna talk on this. And I also don't like to just harp on one guy. But I'm going to harp on one guy here for a second. And I, don't get me wrong. I, I still love this player. He's still young. It's, I'm, I'm not saying trade him for a bag of pucks or anything like that. But this was, without a doubt, Jamie Drysdale's worst game as an Anaheim Duck. Yeah, I'll agree to that. However, I'm going to come in his defense for a moment here, okay? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Have we really honestly seen many bad games or even mediocre games out of Jamie Drysdale. No, we've normally exactly. been, no. been pretty good with him, right? Yeah, no, exactly. It, but it's yeah, also, it's, uh, yeah, I, I think honestly, I wouldn't even put it on him specifically for his performance. Yeah. You know what? It wasn't great. Everybody has off games. I totally get that. I had a mm-hmm. bunch of my own as well. Yeah. Right. We all have, everybody's had, you know, off games, off days, off whatever. We've had off days on this show even, right? Like, imagine this is our game. We've had off times. It happens to everybody. I get mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But it also doesn't happen when, or it doesn't it doesn't work out really well when you have the off days and on top of everybody around you is not there whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Such is yeah. the case against uh, Chicago here. Yeah, nobody no, J- came. Jamie out Drysdale play. wasn't the only one having a bad game. By no, no, no. There, there was tons of other players, but yeah, Jamie yeah, Drysdale this... just just stuck out because that's not what we're used to seeing, right? It's, yeah, it's the and, same. It really, it's the same thing as John Gibson. Mm. It's just not what we're used to seeing here. Yeah, exactly. So, so, but this but, is at least just one game. Mm-hmm. God forbid it becomes you know, like yeah. a three week thing like John Gibson. Yeah, that's where but you the start thing to is, worry a little bit. The, the thing is, though, that that's what scares me is 
with John Gibson, yeah, he's had bad games before, like in the over the last few years. He gets over it next game, or, or maybe it takes two games, whatever. Then he's back to himself. But this yeah. has been three weeks, and the coaching staff has done nothing to try and help him, seemingly. I mean, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but mm-hmm. aside from giving Stellars one start in February, they've done absolutely nothing to try and help him. And, and now I'm worried that that's going to happen with Jamie Drysdale. And because he's so young, you, we can't afford to do that to him. Like, no, you don't want to the coaching staff has to step in young. now. Yeah, exactly. Like something needs to happen. If if Jamie Drysdale has another bad game on when do we play? Friday, Thursday, uh, Thursday. Yep, Thursday. If he has another another bad game on Thursday, the whole coaching staff needs to go because that is not how you run a hockey team. Like. Yes, I might be overreacting a little bit, but like I'm, I'm just, I honestly don't even know about the whole coaching staff. I never thought I'd say this, but just with uh, my fandom history with this guy in general, I've been happy with Jeff Ward and that power play. That's been yeah, that's been well. Yeah, that's been that's been fine. Um, as well, I, as, I'm just uh, I'm just saying, like we can't let. Jamie Drysdale get in his own head. That that absolutely can happen. Yeah. Uh, along with um. Oh my God. Why am I forgetting? <sighs> they interviewed him the other night as well. Again. Um, Comtois. No. Uh, the other assistant coach that we just hired. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I... On the totally wrong page. Uh, I'm doing some research here quickly. Coaching staff. Um. Man, why am I... Mike Stothers. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Newell Brown. The assistants, honestly, like, they've they've done their thing. Excuse me. Uh, they've, mm-hmm. you know, improved different areas that sucked. Remember, like, our, our power play was almost a league historical worse, worst last year, right? Yeah. There's been improvements all around. Like, we are, like, Top five, top ten in a lot of categories. That's a mm-hmm. that's massive improvement. But the guy who's steering the ship right now is okay. At least with the with the Titanic, whoever was at the helm tried to avoid the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Scientifically, actually, he probably should have run into that because of the way the ship was struck. I'm not going to get into that right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I could go I could go on about that actually. But this was. This is deliberately going into the iceberg without having the unsinkable qualities of the Titanic, pretty much. Yeah. This is running in, like, first at the speed of that ship, but in a uh, a little canoe. Mm-hmm. It Yeah. Or it's... It's sinking to, fast. Yeah. It's... Just to build off your analogy here, it's running headfirst into an iceberg in a canoe, expecting that... Eventually, the iceberg will just move out of the way. Yeah. Okay, here, I got a better one for you. Okay. you see, you've seen Spider-Man 2, right? No, never. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, you got the speeding train, right? Yeah. Uh, or it starts to speed after, you know, Spider-Man and Doc Ock are fighting for a bit, and Doc Ock pulls out the uh, the resistor or whatever it's it's called, right? The thing that like keeps it in a, in a certain speed, right? And mm-hmm. the thing just speeds up. It's just, it's it's plummeting. Uh, like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's uh, Spidey sense kind of like you know zooms us forward and shows us what's ahead right the mm-hmm. the bridge is cut off and they're about to just 
like spill, it's going to be a horrific crash. Uh, Dallas Eakins is Spider-Man fucking off at that point and just yeah. letting the train go. Being like, I got an appointment in yeah. 20 minutes. I We're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Spidey's going, I bet you MJ's in her apartment right now. I'm going to fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Love the rest of it. Just run off the tracks. Literally. Yeah. Um, I just want to bring up here just to kind of tie everything together for this. I said I wanted this game. To, this game. I wanted to be a quick conversation. We've been talking about it for 20 minutes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I told you it was going to happen. But this is this is the last thing here. Um, All right. It's still kind of harping on Drysdale. But, you, you know, like you said with Gibson at the beginning, Yes, I know. I'm not. I, I know he's the best. Okay, I'm gonna be mean to everybody here for a second. <laughs> Ali said, "Don't be mean to Drysdale. He's the best." <laughs> uh, that was that was perfect timing to bring that up. Sorry. Yeah, it, you you said at the beginning after that first goal, John Gibson was just deflated mentally. Yeah. He was not in it anymore, yeah. and a, a huge part of that was, I think, because it was a defensive lapse. This this isn't the fault of Drysdale. He wasn't on the ice, like you said. It was Fowler and. Um, somebody else. and Carrick and, and Carrick on defense at that yeah. moment yeah um, but every other goal that that happened except for one I guess was the defensemen that were on the ice were Drysdale and Lindholm both of those guys finished minus five on the night and normally Plus minus is a stat that you and I, at least, and a lot of others, mm-hmm. I think, just throw out the window because it really doesn't tell the whole story. It, it yeah. tells a story, though, if it's really good or very bad. Exactly. Yeah. But he was in, in an eight goal game. Lindholm and Drysdale were both minus five. And that's that's at five on five. The only goal the Blackhawks scored that wasn't five on five Unfortunately, it wasn't even on the power play. It was on their penalty kill. It was a shorthanded goal. Um, and guess who was on the ice? Lindholm and Drysdale. So essentially minus six. In in I love this team. For eight goals against. I love this team. So I promise I love this team. That's, <laughs> so I, I find it hard to blame John Gibson for this game. Yeah, you know, you, you can't be down and out after two minutes in and you let in one goal. Like, you can maybe fault him there. But... On, on those six goals, it's not even like Fowler and Lindholm were just on the ice, made a good defensive play, but you know what? Patrick Kane's going to do Patrick Kane things. It wasn't even that. It mm-hmm. was like defensive collapses. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, th- this is not how you play defense. Dude, that and, epitomizes the entire game. What the fuck are you doing? Patrick Kane, by yeah. the way, six points last night. Which, goal and I five mean, assists. Like... Props to you to be able to do that. To be fair, it's against the Anaheim Ducks, so not as impressive when you add that in. But six points, why not? I think it's impressive because the Anaheim Ducks are, you know, supposed to be contending for a playoff spot, whereas... Supposed to be. Chicago literally does not have a chance of getting it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... The, the, whole, the whole scenario was just bad. I mean, offense was... Kind of okay. We got three goals. Like you said, with your shot map, it wasn't mm-hmm. the best. But the the defense and goaltending were... It was by far the worst that I've seen this season. It was um, not good. Which means it can only go up from here, I hope. 
I, I hope we don't see the same. We thought that the entirety Nashville. of last season also. Yeah. If dude, if we play the same Until way against see, Nashville yeah. here, like it's not it's gonna be worse than eight three. It's gonna be like fifteen to three if we play yeah. this way against Nashville. Uh there is a question. So I'm gonna kind of jump yeah. ahead in our normal schedule a little bit here. Yeah, we are playing Nashville uh on Thursday here. Uh and we got Ali asking uh do you guys think Stellar starts tomorrow against Nashville there? I hope so because uh mm-hmm. in the last five games you got Matt Duchesne with four goals. Roman Yossi with six assists and leading the team with seven points in five games as a defenseman. That's rough. I'm trying to find, like see what the, who the leaders are even on Nashville. Which Nashville, by the way, is currently sitting in the first wildcard spot. Five uh, yeah. games ahead of us, but three games in hand. Yikes. Yeah, it's not good. Um, Roman Yossi currently has 60 points on the year. That's that's a lot. Good for Roman Yossi. Though. Matt Duchesne has 27 goals on the year. UC Saros is rocking a 241 goals against. The dude's honestly playing for a Vesna this year, I think. Oh, absolutely. He's been doing yeah. great. Uh, and I'm trying to find his other stats here. Uh, where did they go? Uh, and then <laughs> Roman Yossi, 27 wins, three of those being shutouts, a 2.41 goals against average, and a 924 save percentage over the season. Yeah, those are solid numbers. Holy shit. Well, we'll get to that game, though. We'll get to it. We're going to... Um, yeah, we got a couple of things here to, to bring the mood back up again. And uh, But first, before we do that, we're going to... No, sorry, I was gonna, uh, sorry, I have one more yeah. note here. Oh yeah, go for it. I uh, I have I have the note here. No more throwing away tape. Normally, this is a game that you know mm. we look at for a split second. We just go, yeah, you know what? Like, just throw that away. Yeah. No, I hope every single Ducks player had to watch that game in full, mm-hmm. including commercial breaks <laughs> again, because everybody else, unless you decide to shut off your TV, like I did. Everybody else had to sit through that game. Mm-hmm. Watch that horrible effort. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. That one, um, you, you just keep replaying throughout today. You play it eight times. So that's eight times three. I, I, I'm bad at math. 24. 16, 24. Yeah. Okay. So a full 24 hours of, of playthrough. Sure. Why not? Yeah, perfect. and then you throw the tape in the garbage, light it on fire, and say, "I don't ever want to see that again." You know what? Honestly, well, I that is you... Dallas Eakins no. was designed to coach this yeah. for the second half of the season. So, honestly, I, I think it, I don't know. I think this is a great way, actually, for the Samuelities to make a little bit of side cash um, for the the organization here. Instead of burning the game tape, I think they should market it as like a direct to video documentary and and sell it to minor hockey clubs around the world of. How not to play hockey. The, <laughs> from everything from offense, this is not how you, you generate offense by random ass shots from the outside. This is not how you play defense by fucking flopping around like a fish out of water on a three on one. And this is not how you goaltend either. For Gibson yeah. or Stellars, they, they, both of them didn't have a good game. You could sell millions of copies of that game tape 
You throw in a little Sam L. Jackson commentary in there. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Just just throwing that out there, Samuel, as if you, you think you might want to yeah. earn some side cash here. Okay, I got one more thing here just because I'm looking uh, okay. at the comments here, but I'm trying to find... Where did that game go? Um... Okay, is that the... No, sorry, that's not the one. Okay, sorry, I'm thinking of something else. Um, but this still works here. Uh, so we, we, a, we got a question here from Lauren, or as we're on the topic of coaches. Uh, which Ducks coach, coach was worse, Bruce Boudreau or Dallas Eakins? I always thought Boudreau was overrated, but Eakins just flat out sucks. I think you answered your own question there, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, it, he, it's not working. Yeah, so I know a, I was it. on this yeah. train last year and I, I changed my tune a little bit, right? I was listening to what he was talking about at the start of the season and stuff like that, and he gave me belief. Unfortunately, the, the, the fucker gaslit, gaslit all of us. What <laughs> <laughs> was that? Yeah. What's, the, what's, what's a better way of describing that? Yeah, I got nothing else to say. You have nothing a solid roster here. Y- you honestly do. Sure, a couple improvements kind of here and there. It's it's what we honestly what we've been saying the entire season, right? The team isn't perfect by any means. A couple of guys mm-hmm. still just, you know, get a little bit more experience under their belt. Trevor Zegris, Jamie Drysdale, Troy Terry even. Mm-hmm. Right? This this team has the foundation though to be good like in the next year or two. Honestly. Yeah. And we yeah. thought we were seeing we we saw glimpses of that the first half of the season. Mhm. And then he just said, okay, that's good enough. And everybody dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, I, I agree. I, like I said, I have nothing to add to that. So, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. So um, yeah. before we take a quick break here, um, I totally forgot that we haven't really talked about this yet. It, it's a few days old by now, so we won't get into it. But um, well, just for the sake of covering all the games. Okay, I was going to say, what, the Gets Laugh was out and we didn't uh, bring in another forward as well? No, we're keeping it positive. We're we're done with the negativity. Oh, okay, because Ali had yeah. mentioned that as well. Yes, <laughs> it's a true statement. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, I was I was going to say. Why would you on, want to play with a full roster on Sunday evening? The Ducks beat the Sharks in overtime, three two. Cool. Goal from Mikel there. It was cool. Solid That's game. way too close. That was way too close of a game. The Ducks pl- outplayed them the entire. No, we're being time. positive. That have, <laughs> no. Okay, sweet. I'm glad we won. Now yeah, to the negatives. That shouldn't have even gone to overtime. Fair enough. They outplayed. I, them I'm just happy with a ridiculously. <laughs> like that game, I did get too late, and so I took a look at money puck. I, I like to look at the deserve to win meter. It gives a good idea, at least, to start mm-hmm. of you know how everything's going. Uh, I tuned in with six minutes left in the game, and it was eighty percent in favor of the Ducks. Mm-hmm. That game shouldn't have gone to overtime. That shouldn't have been giving oh, a yeah. point to a division rival. I'm not worried about the Sharks, though, honestly. No, but it's you shouldn't be doing that no matter what. Yeah, no, fair. Yeah, totally. That, fair. that should have been a blowout game. So, I mean, not with the the te- <laughs> way the team's been playing, but theoretically, yes. Theoretically, <laughs> on paper, yeah. On the stats, it should have been too. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, it didn't line up. I guess. I guess not. Um, We're going to take a quick break here with our friends at DraftKings. Use promo code THPN, and uh, we'll see you on the other side of that. 
The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if that team wins. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older? Restrictions apply. See content description or DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, very quickly here, just for a few minutes, we're going to do a spoiler-free talk about spoiler-free and impromptu uh, talk about the Batman, the most recent um, movie that everybody cares about with uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Pattinson we'll, do, Pattinson? we'll do a spoiler. Pattinson, right? Pattinson. We'll do a spoiler yeah. talk probably in about a week. Yeah, somewhere around there. Once everyone's after, had time to let, see it. But. Yeah, I was going to say let's do it after trade deadline. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, but we will do that. So for sure, because we yeah. we, we went on a nice date. We went to we this movie together. Yeah, and thanks, Allie, for bringing this up as well yeah. earlier. <laughs> good choice. Instead of watching Very good uh, choice. Ducks Get Blown Out, go see yeah. Batman. Because it was an awesome movie. <laughs> it was a great movie. Yeah. I the, really enjoyed it. Yeah. The the acting was great. The story was great. Um, the the music was phenomenal as as two musicians. We both... I saw somebody put on Twitter was. how the music like wasn't really good or that sort of thing. And I was so happy to see the all the like pretty much every comment being like, uh, what? <laughs> like, did you even watch the same movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> My favorite though was somebody just straight up asked, sorry, are you doing the music for uh the sequel? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, this is a great movie. All yeah. the actors, like there was um they crushed it. Yeah, they were doing great. Like there was only one actor, and I can't even remember his name right now, but I just remember him from the Transformer movies. Uh, he plays uh, Falcone in uh, in the Batman here. Oh, yeah. I that was the only recognized him from somewhere. Yeah, that was the only time I really got pulled out just because it was, oh, hey, I recognize him. Right? Like, not that I don't recognize anybody else in this movie. This yeah. is a star-studded movie, right? Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson. Um, and... Uh, Eddie Circus and yeah, like there's there's yeah. a I had no idea Colin, he was in, in Colin Farrell. He's he's under a lot of prosthetics, but and also props to the prosthetics mm-hmm. team there for that look on the penguin. That's amazing. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah, star sided cast that played this like real like all their roles really well to the point that like yeah, like that was the only time I really got kind of pulled out of it, right? And it wasn't even like a, a bad thing or that, it was just Oh, hey, there he is. Because I actually didn't know that he was playing Falcone until like a couple minutes before the movie. Yeah. And I had taken a look at the cast. Mm-hmm. That was really it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, I love Jeffrey Wright's interpretation of, um, or of portrayal, Gordon. I yeah. guess, of, of Gordon. 
It was just, great. Like a young, unhinged, just yeah, James Gordon. It was it was awesome I to see. It was, I know there it was, was JK. Yeah, I know there was JK Simmons like in the middle of this, but I really look at Gary Oldman for yeah Commissioner Gordon, right? Mm-hmm. That and that's a tough act to follow. Really, I guess the entire Dark Knight series is a tough act to follow in certain yeah. ways. Um, unfortunately, things are always going to get compared to that at this point. But uh, yeah, that that movie was just great. The acting was great. Just you felt immersed in that world. Mm-hmm. I also enjoyed the fact that uh, I think it's one of the first times. I guess like the Nolan movies didn't really go back to it, but it, pretty much every Batman movie will have some flashback to the night that the Waynes died and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, we didn't have that in this movie. We're, yeah, we're, we're getting dangerously close to spoiler territory. Just yeah, saying there, but um, but sorry. Okay, like I'm not. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm not going to say anything more. Just basically know that you don't have to see Martha and Thomas Wayne get shot for the thousandth time. Yeah, it's the same with the Spider Man trilogy. It's like, oh great, we don't have to see you know, yeah. boring Peter Parker get bit by a spider and then yeah. get all sweaty and freak but out. After, and be like, but why after, why am I sticking MC- to things? Yeah, but after how the uh, the MCU kind of. Just tweak little things here and there with the Spider-Man mythos, um, just to fit into that universe specifically. Like that makes me excited for uh, freshman year, the the animated series that's going to be coming mm-hmm. out on Disney Plus for Spider-Man because it could be a little bit different, actually. Right? Like, yeah, you're probably mm-hmm. you're still going to have the the spider bite kind of thing, but you know, yeah. things things might get tweaked a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it might. Who knows? Like Uncle Ben in this one. Like I'm just purely speculating. I'm I'm assuming you know Uncle Ben's still gonna get shot again, unfortunately as well. But yeah. Um. But but who knows, right? Like the the way that it's talked about, it might even just be, you know, uh, just kind of in the the lead up, the way that Peter kind of did the with great power with great res- uh, comes great responsibility thing and mm-hmm. uh in Civil War, but it wasn't that line because obviously we got that in No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could honestly just be that Uncle Ben got killed in a car crash or something like that, right? Yeah. Like it could be a, just a freak accident that Peter mm-hmm. still feels responsible for because of something else. Yeah, right. So sorry, we're kind of going. <laughs> I kind of got sidetracked a little bit a little there, bit. but it's just, it's yeah. just kind of an idea. I was like, it, you might not actually have like Uncle Ben getting like mm-hmm. murdered in that series. Who knows? It'd be yeah. kind of interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, Ali commented uh, on here yeah. that uh, she likes Jim Gordon from the Gotham TV. Show. Yes, I thought that uh, portrayal was was good as well. Oh yeah, that was great. I love mm-hmm. that as well. Like that's a yeah, and and I love that series as well. Spoiler: If you haven't seen that series, I'll give you a second here. Um, I, I actually haven't seen it, but <laughs> I've seen most like half of it. But so okay. if it's an early spoiler, that's okay. <laughs> uh, basically, just where it, the whole series ends, though, yeah, is right at the start of, um. Bruce Wayne taking on the mantle of Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. So everything is pre-Batman for that show, right? Like, yeah, you get yeah. some some of those, you know, that Rogues Gallery introduced and stuff like that, like the way that they mm-hmm. did uh, the Riddler in that and in the Batman as well. I th- I thought like there yeah. were two, there were two different portrayals, obviously, but both worked mm-hmm. really well, and I really enjoyed them actually. Yeah, they were for great. Sure. Yeah, that was a good um, portrayal of the Riddler. I I kind of compared the movie to. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is like the Joker. Like yeah, they have very just, similar darkness, mental health, like just yeah. unhinged vibes mm-hmm. to them. You you used a really great word. I'll let you say it because it makes you sound smart. Psychoanalytical? 
Yeah. That one? <laughs> yeah. I thought the, you could really dive into that, are, honestly. Are psychoanalytical. Yeah. It, it's, 100%. it just makes you think. And it's like, wow, like the Riddler, yeah, he murdered people, but like you, you understand why and like what he's doing. And like, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's like you enter that gray area of like, okay, yeah. yes, but no. So again, yeah, we're getting exactly. close to spoilers. So I'll, that's all I'll um, say there. But yeah. Oh, what was I going to say about it? It's not really spoilery. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it is. Um, I love that they pull from real life, though, with the Zodiac Killer, actually, for Riddler. Oh, yeah. So I guess it is. Okay, it is shown in the trailer. So, it's yeah, it's not really a spoiler. Um, but just like they have like the, you know, like Riddler's has his own uh, kind of hieroglyphic system in there. Right, that mm-hmm. was very similar to the Zodiac Killer as well, who made his who's who made his own alphabet and everything like that as well for his yeah. murders and everything like that. So I, I like that it kind of pulled from real life and that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was cool. And okay, I guess like you really like the 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 focal point of this obviously is the Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is Bruce Wayne to a point? Um, it was it was something I was kind of thinking about that. Okay, actually no, sorry, I can't say that. No, that's getting, that's getting a little too okay. much. Okay, my yeah. bad. Well, my bad. we'll save everything um, else we have to say yeah. <laughs> for, for next time. Yeah, I, this is another movie, though, that I could dive into, just being like a massive Batman fan and everything yeah. like that, too, so I could have a lot of fun with that. So, yeah, we'll definitely get into that. Um, but, uh, yeah, basically, great, great movie. Everybody did great in it. It looks amazing. It sounds amazing, both musically and the Foley work is just awesome. So definitely go yeah. uh, check it out. So, yeah. If if this Nashville game ends up being five nothing after the first period, just like the other <laughs> one, take a take a page out of Ali's playbook here and just hit the theater, go see the Batman. It's great. Oh yeah, exactly. But, um, um, we're gonna transition back to some hockey talk here. So, for the second time, we'll play that theme music there. Um, and just in case you haven't seen it, I know it's a week old at this point, but I want to pull this up here because this makes. Be very excited for a bright future. <laughs> yeah, but the the NHL doesn't own this one, so someone else is going to have to come after our YouTube account now. <laughs> oh, fair enough. All right, Carter. Uh, what what? Uh, this is. Uh, yeah, I, I is just want to highlight this play. I'm, let, let's watch or listen if you're just listening here. Here come the Eagles again. Puck dumped in. Dostal going for it and empty net mid. He scores. Lucas Dostal. Not only does he make 50 saves, but he shoots and scores. You have got to be kidding me. Replay one more time. Oh, also, sorry. Watch uh, watch 14. Just get clipped with a with a high stick. You have got teammate. to be kidding right me. Boom. Look how pissed <laughs> off he is. <laughs> Hilarious. But watch the watch player of the week here. gets it done. Look at this. He just eats absolute shit. <laughs> okay, I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, he just. I, 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 yeah. I didn't see that until that first go through here <laughs> me too yeah <laughs> he's, he's shit on it that's great yeah i when i was finding the clip here and wanted to make sure it was the right one i was yeah. like oh man he actually like he but obviously nobody <laughs> but nobody noticed that at first because everyone's watching the puck fly in the air because a goaltender yeah. is about to score there yeah exactly which is those all making 51 saves he made one more save after that as well mm-hmm. and throwing up a goal to Excuse me. Holy shit. Welcome uh, to <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Hey? Um, <laughs> throwing a goal to just yeah, icing on the cake. 
Yeah, it was beautiful Damn. to watch. So, uh, and we haven't seen that since I don't think Pecorine uh, a few years back. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago. I I feel like there's a junior goalie that did that Maybe. as well, like scored a goal, but I can't remember who it was offhand. Yeah. But um, at least in the, in the AHL, NHL sphere, we haven't seen that for mm-hmm. yeah, a couple of years now. So, but yeah. So, like, uh, like, like we said before, we need to call up Dostal because it fixes our goaltending and our offense. <laughs> and our offense, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what it, oh, man, I think I put it as a tweeter. I was sending it to you, and it was just like, uh, yeah, like John Gibson, guys, I can, I can only stop the puck. I can't score. Uh, Lucas Dostal, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, making 51 saves and, and scoring a goal here. Um, congrats to Lucas Dostal on that because that's huge. Like the whole bench was out to celebrate with him, yeah, that was which awesome. was fantastic to watch. So, um, so that is this week's uh, highlight that I have picked. And man, it's just a, a big <laughs> energy move by it's Lucas Dostal there. A big <laughs> energy move. Okay, one more time. I didn't quite catch that. A big <laughs> energy move. Oh, okay, I got it there. Okay, perfect. Love to see it. Love to see it. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, um, we got a little bit of news here to talk about. <laughs> sorry, I'm seeing, sorry, I'm seeing this comment. Got Ali, hold my beer. He's not even old enough to drink. <laughs> That's a good oh one. man! That's a real hey, one. You, got, you got a fair point. Uh, yeah, how old is uh, how old is Dosto again? Uh, oh no, he, he's he's 21, so he's just old enough to drink. Just barely. Yeah. So. But also he's been allowed with your logic though. But he's also been allowed to drink where we are for the last three years. It's 18 in Alberta. True. True. So we've got a little bit of news to cover here. Uh, first one, Ducks claim Andre Suster from Tampa Bay. We love our Tampa Bay guys, I guess. Yeah. We also love bringing guys back that we've had at one point too. Oh, we had Suster? I didn't realize that. Yes, we did. Yeah, uh, we cool. had Suster during the 2018-2019 season. He played mainly for the for the Gulls there, but oh, okay. uh, played five games up with uh, the Ducks there, zero points. But uh, with the San Diego Dulls, Gulls, the San Diego Dulls. Oh my God! Uh, I mean, that's I mean, this, this season, season right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he had 39 games played, three assists in that time. So not, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's he's a defenseman. Right, so as long as he's playing yeah. defense and doing all right there, which, um, yeah. So, is this Lindholm Manson insurance? Another another guy you can bring in in the third pairing role just to. I uh, hope as a, not. A seventh D I, or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm the seventh D. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, like just to finish out this season. I mean, right? Because yeah, like, okay, we lose sure. two guys. Like, obviously, no, I'm not saying throw Suster yeah. top pairing with Jamie Drysdale, yeah. but like Sorry, someone first, has yeah, to first, fill the holes, right? At first, he said, "Like, is that Lindholm insurance?" And I'm like, "I hope not." No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's more so the, just like that's not the same. The, the, the trickle effect. Like, okay, someone has yeah. to move up to Lindholm's spot. Is that coming from the AHL? Okay, who's taking that AHL guy's spot or yeah. whatever this might be? But is yeah. this in preparation for that? Do you think? I think maybe to a point. It's good some to just extent, have yeah. some depth, obviously, to your defense guys that can play in the NHL if they have to. Yeah, definitely yeah. more of a, a seventh defenseman now. Um, he did play a couple of years over in Russia as well. 2019-20 uh, and 2021 season he started um, over there and then came back to the NHL uh, this season, 21-22 with uh, Tampa, uh, where he played uh, one or 
sorry, 15 games for Tampa, one point, uh, but also played a lot in uh, Syracuse for the AHL affiliate there. Uh, 25 games played, two goals, 10 assists for 12 points, um, which is, yeah, he's been doing all right there. So, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's, but if, yeah, sorry, to, to answer your question one more time, he's more of a seventh defenseman guy. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. we might not even see him in the NHL. Like, no. this isn't even like, like, my mind immediately goes to Volkov because we got him from Tampa Bay last year um, around this time. But it's, I, I don't even think it's, it's good to like compare them because Suster might not even play in the NHL, whereas Volkov did for yeah. us this season, anyways. But mm-hmm. it's a it's a no risk move essentially, which is good. So yeah, it's a, it's a waiver claim. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, you've got a couple things here. Um, well, quite a quite a few things on the Verbeek Q and A with Orange Alliance members. I, I read through them, but you might have a little bit more info on them than I do. So I'll let you take the reins here. Uh, yeah, sure. So this was just a uh, an article from the Anaheim Ducks website. Just a, a few the the massive amount on the thing is just the quotes that I pulled that I wanted to talk about here. So, um, yeah. So uh, during uh, on Saturday, uh, the Ducks had Slapshot Saturday at Honda Center. Gave Orange Alliance members uh, exclusive insight into Verbeek's initial experiences in Orange County, his team building philosophy, and potential plans heading into this month's NHL trade deadline. Uh, they did a lot of other things there as well. Um, looks like they kind of did like some like skills competition things with the Ducks players, and I think there was a practice before that or something. And uh, it looked like it was would have been a lot of fun though. Uh, so yeah, I just pulled a couple quotes here though that just uh, it's we we haven't heard a whole lot from our GM so far actually. So that's why I wanted mm-hmm. to pull these out just because it it does yeah. give you that look into what he's thinking and everything like that too. And I thought there was some great stuff here. So mm-hmm. um yeah Verbeek answered a lot of fan submitted questions uh stuff like that. So yeah this quote as well about the uh the club's progress this season so far. Obviously this is before the blowout to Chicago uh and the growth of its young players saying quote it's a competitive team but there are still some spots I'd like to improve on. If you look from last year to this year, some of our young players have taken a big step forward. Troy Terry has taken a gigantic step forward, and that has made a big difference in our offensive ability and our ability to score more. Trevor Zegers and Jamie Drysdale have taken big steps from last year to this year also. I look forward to that progress. That's exactly yeah. what the fans want to hear. And, exactly. that's what, and, and he's yeah. right, too. Like we're, we're maybe not the most competitive team, but yeah. we're more competitive than last year. We're we can play and hold our own yeah. against good teams yeah. if we want to apparently but yeah no i i really like what he's saying and it shows that he recognizes that yep. we have taken steps and that his job is to now build around those players that have taken steps so yeah absolutely uh i'm going to s- skip in what we uh, in the order that i have it there just yeah sure for reasons uh yeah, it says Verbeek here uh, touched on several aspects of his team building philosophy, which this was interesting to me as well, uh, including his dedication to scouting. Uh, he watches 225 live games per year, he estimates, and his belief wow. in analytics, which that alone, just like the analytics, we'll, we'll get into the quote here in a second. But just, you know, big yes. The, the fact that more teams are, you know, making entire like divisions of that in their team to take a look at things and whatnot is, is great because it does really help you, right? Like, um, it, it's great to obviously look at the eye test and everything like that. The best example of analytics really working isn't even in the game of uh, 
game of hockey. It's in the game of baseball. And they made a movie off of it for uh, that starred Brad Pitt, Moneyball, right? The Oakland days and how they looked at analytics instead of just, you know, the eye test and whatever the scouts just kind of knew of beforehand. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they used analytics, got guys for super cheap and made a great team. So, yeah. Uh, Excuse me. Verbeek said, quote, analytics are certainly something I have a high focus on. You can really use it well uh, along with the coaching and scouting aspects. There you go. And that's how it should be used. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you can merge them in such a way that will be beneficial not just in finding players, but helping players develop their game. Analytics also play a key part in contracts. In a cap world, you're trying to find the best value you can for players. We're looking to improve our sports science department. Analytics and sports science will go hand in hand to help us understand what a player's potential is to get stronger and to physically improve his skating ability and things like that. I like this comment from Ali here. You think Verbeek looks at money puck? He, he's got his own money puck at this point, I think. So, he, but, he but honestly, that's, that, yeah, <laughs> money puck is a great like starting point. Honestly, I think if you're looking to get into advanced mm-hmm. analytics and that sort of thing, so because it, yeah, like some of it's pretty just kind of laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of like introduction to things, like just the deserves a winnow meter, right? Just kind of takes all of that, all those advanced stats and everything like that, and just piles it together and just puts it in the simulations, right? Like, that's why I like mm-hmm. to look at it because it gives you a good idea of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then, sorry, just so because he was talking about how analytics play into contracts and stuff like that. That's why I just rearranged this here a little bit mm-hmm. because we do have some contracts obviously coming up here, uh, potentially, yeah. hopefully within this week. Uh, Verbeek said he's trying to sign defenseman Hampus Lindholm to a long-term contract prior to the trade deadline, but he acknowledged potentially difficult decisions with pending unrestricted free agents should contracts go unsigned prior to March 21st. Rubik said, quote, I'm trying to sign these players, but if it doesn't work out, I might have to make some tough decisions and trade them. Rubik admitted, uh, I would be worried to let one walk out the door and not getting anything in return. Uh, I would not be doing my job well if I let that happen. We're going to do our best to get it done, and if not, then we'll have to go a different direction. The lucky part about this is that we, the, the three unrestricted free agents that we have that are the guys that you're really trying to push for to get signed right now. Excuse me. They are valuable to other teams, right? Hampus Lindholm is one of the top available, potentially defensemen Mm -hmm. uh, going into this trade deadline. Ricard Raquel is a guy that you can use uh, at minimum as depth scoring for, if you're looking for a deep playoff run. Yeah. Right. Um, And uh, Manson as well is another solid defenseman that you can be looking at too. Right. So there's value to all of these guys. Hopefully none of them are just walking, right? You can find a deal and that sort of thing if it comes Mm -hmm. to the trade deadline and that sort of thing. I know I was hearing that he was looking at uh, the week prior to to doing that. So that leaves uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Basically, left to get Monday at the latest, kind of. Yeah, Monday. It's not signed by Monday. They're they're being traded. So the next three games here. Yeah, and then he's looking for trade partners. So Mm -hmm. and has put that out already, and we've talked about that too. Um, this guy's got a plan though. Not that yeah, uh, Bob Murray didn't have a plan, but like this already feels like a good plan, and we don't know the entirety of it, obviously, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The, the nice thing is he's got a lot of room to work with. Like, 
as he has very few guys signed past mm-hmm. this year and, and next year. Yeah. And he's got lots of cap space and he's got young guys up and coming. Like he can turn this team into whatever he wants it to be, which yeah. is great. It's not like you have to deal with the Bob Murray's, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, poor management is what I'm trying to say. Like okay. th- there's none of that. Like there's no bad contracts left. Mismanagement. Yeah. yeah that's act- that's what, that's the word. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Like th- there's n- nothing that, is hindering Pat Verbeek's plan. It's mm-hmm. essentially wide open. Like, you got John Gibson signed long-term. You got Zegris and Drysdale and McTavish in the system ready to go. Yeah. And, and Troy Terry. The rest is all yours. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I, I love it. And I, I like to see that he does have a plan and that he's doing things a little differently. Like, the analytics, we're looking to the future. Like, that, yeah. the analytics are the future of the game. We have these young guys that are the future. Um, and then, yeah, the, the trade deadline. It's like, we want to sign these guys long-term mm-hmm. for the future, or we want to trade them for assets that we can use in the future. Like, he just has that that futuristic new team outlook. Like, this yeah. isn't like, um, I'm just going to throw out, say, say the old Detroit Red Wings, like where it's like, okay, this is what we've had that works. We're just going to keep doing that and make the playoffs for 25 years. Yeah, it it was Ken Holland just trying to keep the playoff streak alive, right? Yeah, exactly. Like there's none of that. This is what we've done in the past. This is what works. This is what we're going to keep doing mentality. It's all, this is where the game is going. Let's make this happen. So I love Mm. that. It's going to be nice and fresh for the NHL, I think. Yeah, I like it as well. Um there was something else I was going to say, but I don't remember exactly. Oh, yeah. So when when we talk about analytics and everything like that, you get a lot of um, you get a lot of the old school crowd. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, shouting and stuff like that. Of well, you know, you need you just need the eye test and or you need the eye test and everything like that. Not everything can be done on analytics or everything like that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, analytics isn't the end all be all, right? Yeah, you, you do it in tandem with mm-hmm. the eye test. Yeah, it's what he said here: so, the hybrid and how they work together. Yeah, exactly, yeah, I love it. So if if you're seeing good things from both, th- that's good. Or if you're seeing bad things, you know, okay, something's really wrong here, right? Mm-hmm. And if you know you have good on ice play but not great numbers, okay, take a look what can be improved, right? There's there's something there in that player's game that is isn't quite right mm-hmm. for example and i feel horrible that like every uh example thing i've done lately and it's not even intentional has been an edmonton oilers related thing um, oh it's intentional don't lie to me no it's, it's <laughs> i promise you it's not but like everyone talks about say uh how how great of a player leon dreisaitl is and everything like that mm-hmm. but you take a look at his numbers and his defensive numbers suck ass he's mm-hmm. horrible defensively right so Take that for, let's just say, a, a younger guy like uh, a t- Troy Terry, right? I'm not sure what his numbers in that way exactly look like. But say they look similar to a Jamie Drysdale, right? Where it's, okay, you're great offensively. You're excelling and everything like that. But the defensive numbers aren't great. We're not expecting you to be a, uh, you know, like a going for the Selkie or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. But to help the team overall, let's tr- let's work on that defensive aspect a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can start to see that a bit more in the on-ice play. Yeah. So that he can still do well. Um, in our division, take a look at uh, 
at Johnny Gaudreau, right? Was not normally the most offensive guy. He honestly sucked at defense <laughs> for a good chunk of it. Uh, but he's done all right this year. He's like he, he, It's just improved, right? Mm-hmm. It's not amazing or anything like that, but you can definitely see the improvement there, and that's just the help of analytics. Yeah. So leave it to a Flames fan to talk about how good the Flames are and how shitty the Oilers are on a Ducks. Okay, podcast. fine. I'm, I'm fine. Okay, I'll go. I'll go East Coast then as well. Uh, Austin Matthews' defensive numbers look actually decent from the last time I checked. Yeah, I mean, Hon- mind you, it's honestly, been a while, but like the- they look well. He's excelling on the offensive. Obviously, the guy's got forty mm-hmm. goals at this point in the season. Yeah, but like he still helps out at least defensively yeah right honestly he could do fuck all defensively and no one would care because he scores 40 goals in yeah fucking what was it 50 games this season or something 51 something like that yeah it's, yeah, it's like ridiculousness but basically just sorry what i'm trying to say is that you know analytics aren't the end all yeah. be all and no analytics mm-hmm. person is trying to say that whatsoever right but there's it's definitely a way to help the on ice product and th- what you're seeing on ice and it just sometimes shows excuse me, what might be missing or something like that. Mm, yeah. We've got a couple more things to talk about here, upcoming games, and then what's quacking. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll wrap up the podcast on the other side here. Hi. In case you're not from Brazil, where we are now very famous, allow us to introduce ourselves. We're Cam. All Canada division. That is Canada. <laughs> the all Canada <laughs> Chris, you trade those two guys for a clone machine and you clone Trent Frederick and you have a whole fourth line of Trent Fredericks and Drew. Didn't they? Didn't he drop a not not like actually take a but the guy said our podcast kind of definitely started out as a joke and we've decided to keep it that way. But that's why we surround ourselves with smart people who really know what they're talking about. Game and a half that she played. She looked so dominant and just such a good a good spot on this team and uh he'll take off in terms of being more active in the Mm -hmm. oak zone and and, you know be more active in the transition game because there is so much involved with technical development and physical development and injuries that can really impact it so so tune in the bruise and bruise Bruins podcast the hockey podcast network presented by bruins diehard All right. Well, we got some upcoming games to talk about here. Three, actually, before um, our next episode comes out. Uh, Thursday against Nashville, which we've kind of said is the all-important game here. And then Mm -hmm. a back-to-back Saturday and Sunday against the Devils and the Islanders. Um, But we'll start with the Nashville game, which is in Nashville. That game's at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, The last time we played the Predators was November 22nd. The Predators beat us 3-2. I'm just going to roll here through these three teams. Uh, The last time we played the New Jersey Devils was November 2nd. We rolled over them for nothing. I like to see that. That game's at 4 p.m. Pacific, by the way. Yes. And then the Sunday is the New York Islanders. Uh, We last played them just a couple weeks ago, uh, February 27th, where the Islanders beat us for nothing in a game that I thought I could forget about, but apparently not. Nope, not today. Uh, that game's at 4.30 Pacific time as well. I mean, the Devils and Islanders games, like, they're East Coast teams. Like, yeah, it'd be nice to win them, but with how this season's going, and depending on how this game against Nashville goes, like, we might not even care at that point. 
Uh, from Eric Stevens of The Athletic, uh, Josh Manson, now recovered from a finger fracture, is on track to play tomorrow in Nashville. Oh, sick. But the Ducks could be very shorthanded. These players are all banged up. Ryan Getzlaff, Trevor Zegras, Troy Terry, Jakob Silverberg. Isaac Lundestrom is already not on the trip. Uh, team only had three forward lines in practice. All may, be, or all may not be out versus the Predators, but reinforcements from the AHL San Diego are likely. Hmm. Interesting. Might get to see Braden Tracy come up for some games. That'd be nice. That'd be nice, of. but uh, you know what? No, we got we we don't have Bob Murray anymore. Yeah, maybe that'd be cool. I wouldn't yeah. mind that mm-hmm, for sure. Um, the the I know I said Nashville, but like we'll really know at the end of this five game road trip. We're already one down, and it's not looking good. You got Nashville, who's sitting in a wild card spot right now. Uh, you got New Jersey, who is outside of the wild card. Uh, they're in yeah. sixth in that Eastern uh, wild card race. Uh, quite a ways back. They're 21 31 5, but 5 5 and 0 in their last 10. Not bad. Uh, then you got the Islanders uh, the next day, who are 4 4 and 2 in their last 10, sitting in. Uh, just one spot ahead of the Devils. And then you got the New York Rangers, who are sitting second currently in the Metropolitan Division, who are 6-3-1 and one in their last 10, 77 points in 57 games, a 675-point percentage, a plus-27 goal differential. Nice. And for league standings, are sixth. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> Based on history and standings, I'm not looking forward to the rest of, or I guess really just those next three. Yeah, that's the rest of that trip. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this. Um, nope. We, we, we kind of need a miracle to keep the season alive here. The end of this road trip mm-hmm. could like it's not even it. It literally one more of these games is against somebody just in our conference. Um. The other three games are against outsiders, really, that mm-hmm. could just take like two points from us in the sense of like, you know, if they win in regulation or that sort of thing. Um they're they're free points, essentially, if you win those games. If that makes sense. <laughs> the way I worded yeah. that. Um but like literally Eastern Conference teams could end our season here. So potentially, yeah. Uh, we got a question here from Allie. We can talk about just quickly here. Yeah. Maybe since we're playing East Coast now, uh, now is a good time to try Stellars starting and a new Zegris line. I mean, with all the injuries and how poor Gibson's play has been, I'd say do it. Do it out. Uh, Zegris with Milano and Terry. There you go. And uh, Stellars should have been started a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's going to get one start either against New Jersey or the Islanders. Yeah. Who played? Because uh, back to back. So, so I'm. Um, who played against the Islanders on the 27th? Who was I'm that? I'm pretty sure that was that? Gibson. Still. Uh, that was Solars. Oh, it was. Oh. Yeah. But I remember he had like no help in that game, actually. That was one that I yeah. said I don't put it on him. I'm yeah. pretty sure. So give him a little redemption on uh, Sunday yeah. here for Solars. Get a hopefully yeah. be nice. help him win that. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, Get a win yeah, in that I nice mean, new building of theirs. Yeah. That's uh that's upcoming games, I guess. There's um yeah, the, the this is our it, season. It's looking now. rough. It's looking rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um 
let's uh let's end it on a little bit of a positive note here with um more positive, hopefully positive, with <laughs> what's quacking. <laughs> let's, uh, okay. Uh, or, sorry, okay, go ahead. Yeah, let's start with uh your uh or the question here from at C Sports Diaries. Yeah, sure. So uh, Seattle Sports Diaries on Twitter, they're uh, they're fun guys to talk to. Uh, go check them out as well. Uh, so they asked, just how close are the Ducks from making a Stanley Cup run? I feel like they can be close, but as we kind of talked about before, I think it depends on some system improvements still. we. Oh my God, why am I so gassy today? Uh, and that completely derailed my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> the, the so, oh, right, right. that you were releasing so, was the thoughts leaving your body. yeah exactly yeah right <laughs> um at least they were coming out my head and not and in another area uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> the oh right so um there are still improvements to be made i think system wise and um that could be a change of scenery for a specific head coach um you bring in somebody who I won't even say has pedigree, right? Mm-hmm. It, we, we, we talk, a, we talk a lot about, you know, it's just the, it's the, I don't even remember the term for it right now, but it's, it's, it's the club, right? Once you're in the club, you're in the club for 50 years at that point. And it's the just, old boys club, the old boys club. Thank you. I was going to say the old guys club, but it's pretty, pretty close. Mm-hmm. He's recycle the same guys over and over and over again. Yeah. There's a couple of those guys. Don't get me wrong that I would have, love to have um talked about uh for quite a while there uh mm-hmm. during the summer or i guess last yeah last season could got signed by uh new york part way through no or was that the summer anyway uh yeah Gerard Gallant. Uh, i talked about bruce boudreaux as well so there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a couple guys that obviously like would have been nice to have um we got a lot of like younger guys as well coming up that could mm-hmm. use a chance Right. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got Sheldon Keefe over in Toronto. It's looking all right. Mm-hmm. Um, even up the, the QE, uh, like up the, up the, uh, just up north. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's not doing as great now, but, uh, you got, you know, young guy Woodcroft up in Edmonton there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was looking all right for a while. And I, I was talking with, uh, with an Oilers, like another Oilers, uh, buddy of mine who, you have another Oilers fan have another, in your life? You'd actually be surprised at how many there are. It's <laughs> kind of unfortunate. Um, <laughs> but he, he was kind of questioning, like, oh, they just, you know, they didn't even make him an interim coach at first. It was just right to head coach. And I was like, honestly, I think that's the best play to do mm-hmm. um, at this point and hope that you just don't fire him in a year, pretty much. But I was like, that's a guy I think that deserved a chance. He did well in Bakersfield mm-hmm. and everything like that. So there are young yeah. guys they can definitely give a chance to. Um, I'm not really sure of any off the top of my head right now that, that don't already have jobs. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what we need is just to change it. Who's driving the ship right now. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, but I, th- I think in terms of roster though, we got the basis of it. Just, yeah. You just got to make a f- couple tweaks here and there. Same as, mm-hmm. you know, we've said for last little while, same as Verbeek said in those quotes that we were reading, right? There's a couple spots that yeah. you can improve on. So I, I think we're, our window really opens like um, probably like three years from now. That's when Drysdale will be, or not. I'd Drysdale. say three years to the well, Drysdale, but I think I think we could do it at one or two. No, no, no. Okay, like 
I, I'm saying like go all the way kind of cup run. Oh, like deep runs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. If we're just going like general cup run, yeah. Like yeah. If if like not next year, the year after. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, next year I expect us. The expectation is make playoffs. The year after is win a round, maybe two. Um. After that, though, I think well, Zegers will be twenty three because no. 22 because he's 20 right now right or like turning 20 oh god i don't know i'm blanking i got it here he's currently 20 uh he turns turns 21 in 11 days march 20th oh okay so he'll be 24 i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure oh yeah uh oh we recorded ali Ali beat us to it actually Turns twenty one ah, next week. Yeah, so yeah. he'll be twenty four in three years. That's so like prime, prime Trevor Zegras. Jamie Drysdale will be twenty three, and he'll be way more advanced way than most yep. other young defensemen in the league. Um, we'll have a still relatively young John Gibson, late twenties. Um, He's twenty eight now, so yeah, thirty, thirty one. Yeah, Troy Terry's twenty four. Yes, right now he'll be twenty seven. In a few years. So, again, that's still prime Troy Terry. And then that gives us all time for all these other guys to come in. We'll have Mason McTavish still on his ELC. We'll have all of our other picks still on their yeah, ELC. Yeah, we'll have McTavish too. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and that's, what, that, that's what wins you cups is having those young depth guys that are ready to break into the NHL that are on their ELC still. Because yeah. it allows you to add those, those bigger names at the deadline like, and, and the more cap guys like mason mctavish is in three years he's not gonna be playing like a nine hundred and twenty five thousand dollar player no but he's gonna be play he's gonna be making that on our team so yeah center depth i don't even care like what order you put it in i mean i care a little bit but just for the sake of this uh Mm -hmm. center depth of zegris lunastrom uh mctavish and comtois if he's still around yeah Sounds good to me. That's got so, potential. <laughs> yeah. So I, I say our cup, our big cup runs are coming in, in three to five years. That's our yeah. that's our time frame. So to start, it's, to yeah. start. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, hopefully that answered your question, Seattle Sports Diaries. Um, <clears throat> let's jump ahead because you said your your thing's a little bit quicker. Um, so we're gonna take my uh, my thing here. Okay. It's also pretty quick, but it's still in the hockey realm. Um, as well. So this is a tweet that uh, someone sent in a Discord channel I was in. You might have even seen it, Nate, here, but you, you know Jay Fresh Hockey, right? Oh, yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. Um, I guess he likes to put out surveys. Did you answer his recent one from four I hours ago? did not, no. Okay. Well, his question is, how many current goaltenders do you consider elite? And, and who are they, obviously? <laughs> Why is elite the topic today, just in general? Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I can go first because I've had a few hours to think about this. If, sure, if go for it. Time. So I, I really don't like to throw out like, oh, this player's elite. This player's elite. like well, when we're actually talking. Obviously, Derek yeah. Grant is elite. But um, <laughs> but if, if I'm talking like elite players in the NHL, I, I like to keep the list very limited. There's Connor McDavid. There's Sidney Crosby. There's Nathan McKinnon. Mm-hmm. You could maybe throw Makar in there. And that's about it. That, like I, I like to keep it, oh and Ovechkin like keep it to five. That that's it. Yes, Austin yeah. Matthews, great player. Don't consider him elite. Like that that's kind of where I draw the line. 
Uh, okay. I, I'm disagreeing with you there. <laughs> you can make debates, but I'm saying like there is there's a difference between like fantastic player like Austin Matthews. And then we're talking probably best all-time goal scorer in the NHL, Alex Ovechkin. Like it, it doesn't make sense to compare those guys to yet to me. So a year or two more, yeah. Yeah, but we're talking right now. We're not talking in a okay, year or yep. two or ten years. We're yep, like, okay, like okay, right okay. now. So okay, that's, <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. I, I again, uh, that's my opinion, but um, I like to keep it very limited. So, which yeah, okay, I can see why. Yeah, because yeah, it it's just a personal pet personal pet peeve of mine when it's like, oh, this player's elite. This player's elite. This, like every yeah. team has three elite players. It's like, no, they don't. They, they have like, great it's, players. It's like the but, way the term "the goat" gets tossed around. Just on yeah, everybody, it, pretty much. It's like a meme at this point. So yeah, to a point. Like there, there's, there's definitely people that like deserve that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, but exactly. it's, yeah, it's kind of that elite thing as well. Mm. So obviously, there's there's multiple greatest of all time. We'll put it that way. So yeah, um, with uh, yeah. So with goaltenders, honestly, uh, there's only, in my opinion, there's only two, and it's, um. Igor Shosturkin. Oh, sorry, three. I have three. <laughs> Igor Shosturkin, in no particular order. Andre Vasilevsky, but he he's the top. That's why I said no particular All order. Right. <laughs> and the other one, even though he hasn't played this season, is Carey Price. Because those three goalies, I think, are the only ones that consistently can steal you games. And, like, it, whether it's regular season or playoffs. But it can take, like, a mediocre team that might have some gaps but you th- put those goalies on that team and all of a sudden they're contenders. Look at Montreal last year. There was glaring holes in that roster. And Carey Price was like, yeah. I got you all the way to the cup finals. Andre Vasilevsky, okay, not saying that there's holes on Tampa Bay's roster, but Andre Vasilevsky was the MVP of the entire league for the last two years, season and playoffs, without mm-hmm. a doubt. Igor Shosturkin this year, there's a lot of glaring holes on the Rangers. And Shosturkin is like, I you got think you. think so? Absolutely. I mean, that's a whole other discussion, Sorry. but like glaring holes? Okay. All right. Okay, maybe not glaring holes, but there, there's holes, right? I'll take, there I'll there take. was something else I saw. Is, on Twitter, is there a like a, a history, like a post history? Uh, yeah, there is. You, well, I mean, like you can like search. You can try a search for certain posts mm-hmm. or that sort of thing. So Okay. Um, yeah, you can read Allie's comment here. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to pull this one uh, up from Allie. Honorable mention, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, because even though we were annihilated by Chicago, I love him. Uh, I pulled that up because yeah. I love him too. I got one of the jerseys there, another one right there, another one in the closet. Yeah, I also that, got a statue you, of yeah, him. You, you can can't make really see it, but it's behind me. I got a statue of the dude. Yeah. Oh, okay, here, I actually found it. This is from at Hockey Stat Miner. The New York Rangers versus teams currently in a playoff position. So, there in their matchups throughout the season. With Shesterkin in net, the New York Rangers against current playoff teams are 12-6-1. Without Shesterkin in net against so, those teams... Georgiev. Georgiev, or if they had any stints with their third goalie, whoever that is. Um, the Rangers are 0-8-1. Oh. So Shesterkin is a huge improvement. Not even a huge improvement, because he goes on to say... Um, <laughs> In fact, three of the nine games were, Georg- were Georgiev losing with very good performances. A 9.33, a 9.47, and a 9.58 save percentage. So, still good performances, but Shesterkin is just... It takes that team with holes and issues... Just to the next level. Just to the next level. And 
So th- those are the three I'm putting on. M- maybe a little bit of recency bias with Shesterkin, but Vasilevsky, Price, and you know what? I'll throw Flurry in there as well. Our elite game-changing goaltenders. Mm. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that? I do agree for the most part. If we're talking about just this season, I'm going to throw two no, more Not just names. this season, because okay. I said Price. So you can do... However many oh, you want. Okay, let, let, okay we'll, we'll, we'll keep it I mean, recency. We'll keep it recency bias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't go because, back to Tim Thomas, but no, no, current no. NHL goaltenders. Yeah. We'll go with, okay, well, because the season's not done, we'll go with the last two years. So you got the mm-hmm. COVID shortened season and this season so far. Yeah. Uh, I agree with Chesterkin, absolutely. And I do think, I, I do agree with Jeff Merrick as well that he should be in contention for the heart, honestly. Hart, Vesna, Norris, Selkie, everything. Shesterkin's <laughs> <laughs> uh, goals against average currently is a is a one point nine three. His save percentage is a nine forty two over the season. That's disgusting. <laughs> it is. It really is. Like you don't uh, even you normally only see that with guys that played like one game and had a good game, and they were called up as like the fourth string goalie, right? Yeah. Like you never see that over 40, 50 games. It's insane. Sorry, I'll, I'll let you keep going. No, it's all good. Uh, Vasilevsky, definitely there. He definitely does get a little bit of help, though, from the team in front of him. But that's not to say that he doesn't have bad numbers. The guy's got a, ni- uh, a 9.18 save percentage and a 2.39 goals against. Those are still very, very, very good numbers. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. I'm, I'm not trying to slight Vasilevsky whatsoever. Uh, this season, just as it hasn't been as high as it has been, like... You put up those numbers and say it's not his best season. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so sorry. You said Sturkin, Vasilevsky, Price. Yeah, uh, that's been a one for a long time. Yeah. I'm going to throw two more names at you for this season alone. Jacob Markstrom. Okay. And I'm not trying to be biased with that. but uh, that No, guy, I know. Dude, dude yeah. has eight shutouts. Like, <laughs> I'm not. He leads, yeah, he leads the league with eight shutouts. The next guy is Ilya Sorokin of the Islanders with five. Uh, Markstrom has a 9.26 save percentage and a 2.14 goals against 26 wins mm-hmm. on the season. Now he's a guy like Vasilevsky as well, who can attribute a little bit of that to the team in front of him. The Calgary Flames yeah. under Daryl Sutter have been great, pretty much defensively. They've been they've been mm-hmm. great there. Uh, one more name I want to throw at you guys, at you and everybody else. Carolina Hurricanes goaltender and acquisition of this summer, Frederick Anderson. Mm-hmm. Anderson's got a 2.08 goals against average on the season. He's third for save percentage in the league at a 9.28 and has 29 wins tied for second spot on the year. Anderson has been on another level that the Toronto Maple Leafs only wish he could have gotten there. And he played very well for them as well. They just wish Mm -hmm. he could have continued that into the playoffs like a lot of their players. Mm -hmm. Um but Anderson this year has just been like it, it feels like he's been on another level. And I don't know if that's Absolutely. just because yeah. he's not behind the Toronto Maple Leafs, that sort of thing. He's still behind a very good team in Carolina. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Just something about this year's Freddie Anderson just feels different. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in, they, in the best yeah. way possible. Yeah, those, those guys are having fantastic seasons. I'm not arguing with that. The only reason I haven't labeled them elite is because there's a difference, bet- in my opinion, between having a fantastic season and being an elite goaltender. Like I want to see that these aren't just one-off seasons. And no, like, that's I know fair, Markstrom's but... been good for a while. Anderson's been good for a while, but mm-hmm. if they continue to play this way into the next season, into the playoffs, like sure, you can call mm-hmm. these guys elite, but uh, yeah. Oh, over, over the, it, it's over possible the, to go on a 40 yeah. game streak. Is what yeah. I'm, if if so, we're looking so. at the last, if we're looking at the last five years, obviously 
Shesterkin's off of that because he's really yeah, that been too. Like the last two. Yeah. Um, Anderson has, has been good. Don't get me wrong, mm. but he's, he's had, he had his ups and downs. He's been up and down. Yeah. yeah. And Markstrom was also behind the Vancouver Canucks. Um, yeah. Vasilevsky was, would be, you know, that top guy you could argue. Yeah. If we're looking though, just at last season and this season, just the, the shortened season in this one, right. Which gives you a little over like your one usual season. Those are the five guys that I would put in that category. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it, it's kind of a vague question because there isn't a time it, frame. Yeah. but um, maybe well, that's uh, that's for, where you put a time yeah. frame on it. I think. Yeah, I think so. for this, for the, some postseason content, we should do um, like tier lists. You've seen those with like the colors yep. on the side, S tier, yep. A, B, all the way down. We should do that, but for like goaltenders, just and set a time frame of like this season, but go for like the whole uh, whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I think. Um, I think that would be some good postseason content. Yeah, I think that would. Um, we also had some comments I wanted to bring up as well for what's quacking. Um, we love feedback. We'll take feedback all the time. Uh, yes. Ali saying you guys should do more sporkle hockey quizzes for what's quacking. Absolutely, we we enjoy oh, yeah. doing them as well. We uh, enjoy doing different things. But if you want to see more sporkle hockey quizzes, you, you ask and you shall receive. Yeah, offseason will be really good for that too. Yeah. Um, actually, I think that was it. Does it? All right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. You got one more thing for what's quacking here. Yeah, I got one more thing. I can't. I couldn't remember if this was brought up on the show. I was talking about uh, the Falcon Islands. Was was that on the show or was it just off air? I can't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. I brought this up though, and I found the clip. Nice. Uh, this is a lot older than I thought. Actually, this is, as far as I know, pre two thousand one, is what I could gather. Uh, oh boy. But this is uh, a clip. From it was the John Boy, it was John Boy and Billy. They had Steve Rizzo on, who's a comedian there. And uh, I, I don't really have a better way to describe what's going on except like in this conversation, besides just for everybody to listen to it. So, uh, this is by far one of my favorite things just the fact that he'll just continue talking and everybody around him is practically dying of laughter. So, <laughs> take a listen here about the Falcon Islands. People from Brooklyn curse a lot, but they don't mean to. Certain, right? Yeah, certain words are adjectives to them. Like when I was going to college, I was in a history class with a friend of mine who was from Brooklyn, and a professor was talking about when Argentina attacked the Falkland Islands. <laughs> so, this guy's going, yo, professor, what Falkland Islands are you talking about? So the professor's like, no, I don't think you want to say it. Hey, no, you don't understand. I asked you a question. I got to know what Falkland Islands you're talking about. The Falkland Islands all over the place. What am I supposed to put on a test for crying out loud? So the professor's like, look, there's only one Falkland Islands. Like, hey, moron. Hey, read my lips, all right? There's Falkland Islands all over the world. Look at the map. Look at it. See those little pieces of dirt floating around in the water? Do you know what they are? They're Falkland Islands. You got the Hawaiian Falkland Islands, the Bermuda Falkland Islands, the Caribbean Falkland Islands, and somewhere on there, you got Gilligan Falkland Islands. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, did you catch did you catch that loud bang at the very end there? Yeah, I did. That was somebody falling off their chair. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, I couldn't remember if that was like on the show that I had brought that up or if it was off air, but I I found that clip that it still cracks me up every time I listen to it. It's so good. And so apparently just, it must be like in another life. I was just from Brooklyn or that because I too use swears as adjectives. (laughs) (laughs) You can go through any of these episodes and that's, that's how I do it. Yeah. Apparently in just another life, I was from Brooklyn. So, but uh, yeah, that's, I love that clip. It's so good. Yeah, no, that is good. Hey, right. moron. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been uh, another episode of the Quack Report. Thank you to everybody who stuck with us this long. I know it was a long one and it was all over the place. Hopefully we took the dumpster fire that was at the beginning of the episode and turned it into something positive <laughs> here. Um, before we take off, just shout out to Allie, who was uh, in the comments this and evening. Lauren. And Lauren. And Lauren as well, but specifically to Allie because it's her birthday on uh, tomorrow. Hey! So hopefully Ducks can get a win uh, against Nashville. As a um, birthday present, Carter is going to sing happy birthday too. No, I'm not. Not because <laughs> I don't care, just because I don't sing. <laughs> you can do it like Johnny Cash. He's like, it's like speak singing. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. That's just creepy. It's a little <laughs> creepy. <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta find the clip of uh Captain Holt from uh Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's gotta do the 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 rap in your name. Yeah. <laughs> Derek. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, hopefully Allie the the ducks ducks, if you're listening, win this one for Allie. Do it for please. Allie. <laughs> We got to put that on some merch. Yeah. Do it for Allie. Do it for Allie. She's not dying or anything like that. She just needs a win. <laughs> she, she's just got a birthday. <laughs> she's got a birthday. She just needs a win here. <laughs> so happy early birthday to you, Allie. Um, and uh, we'll hope to see you on the, the next episode as well. And we can, uh, <laughs> the horror on my face. Yeah, no. <laughs> hope to see you on the next episode so we can, uh, so you can tell us all about how good your birthday was. Shout out to Lauren uh, as well. Like Nate said, for joining us in the chat as well. Um, keeping things interesting here and um, you can follow us at Quack Report Pod Twitter, Instagram on YouTube where we live stream on Twitch where we live stream um, make sure and you know like, subscribe five stars all that fun stuff thumbs up thumbs down no no not thumbs down just thumbs yeah, up no, thumbs down. I think they took, <laughs> they took the thumbs down off of it's, YouTube it's still there you just can't see how many dislikes there are oh so it's okay pointless um, but yeah, at Quack Report Pod is where you can follow us uh, at Carter underscore P-O-T-T-S underscore 97 is myself on Twitter and Nate what about you you can find me on Twitter at Tate Namas T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S as always perfect and that's the episode I t- did everything that I normally do before, before. the music so now I just, just get sure to still ramble on yep. as slowly as possible and uh, yeah I guess we'll see you uh, on time. Monday